It's time for the Orlando Lions Den Podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Welcome to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. This is Eddie, your host for today. Welcome back. Um, we had a little bit of a of a break there. I had COVID myself, and the team had a break, but we're back. We got a lot to review. We got main man, mainstay here, Alex Ryder down at Fort Myers. How you doing, boss? Um, I I'm not gonna lie. I kind of enjoyed the 18 day break from the club. I enjoyed watching the U.S. men's national team prep for their return to the world stage, and yeah, looking forward to talking about the two matches we've had since the return of MLS after the summer break. Yeah, hey, that break, that break was nice. I admit that too. And then we have a special guest today stepping up. You know, when the, the summer comes, you got a lot of matches during the week, so you, you got to hit that depth chart. <laughs> so we got Kyle Butler joining us. What's up, Kyle? What's up, guys? Yeah, past, past my old man bedtime, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about what's been going on with OC. All right, great. Well, we'll kick it off with sponsors real quick. We got Accurate Mortgage, interest rates and stuff. A lot is changing. Make sure you see an expert when you, you're dealing with something as important as your largest asset, your home, etc. So see AMG, Accurate Mortgage, um, and Leo Gonzalez. Get him up on social media. Or let just hit us up. We'll get you to them. Yeah, myself with Comparing Insurance Agency. I'm here to help for any insurance needs. We got Field Turf USA. The new the pitch, we got some new grass, but Field Turf still surrounding it there. And, and um, Field Turf is uh, um, some of the biggest clubs in the world. So I think that's everybody for now. And um, so let's get right to it. New England. We played New England. It felt like a while ago. But that was our first match back from the break on the road at Gillette Stadium. Speaking of field turf, that's the field turf over there. One to one tie. Carlos Heel um, scores early on after Gustavo Bo. Uh, how do you say his name? Is it Bo, right? Bow, Bo. Gustavo Bo skins uh, Cesar Araujo. Just takes, man, tears him apart. And then I think how, uh, Rodrigo Schlego, too, switches it to the other side. Uh, Moreni doesn't close out. And Carlos Hill curls it with the left foot. And just, woof. Uh, not much Gaesa could do. And a special shout out to Gaesa too, man. He 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 flew in um, straight from Qatar after a devastating loss and went right to Boston, beat the team by 10 minutes at the hotel and insisted to play uh, on playing. And and he, he had he made some key saves still despite that. So one nothing. And then there's a broken up corner and uh, Rodrigo Schlego asked for a handball and it looks like it looks like a revs froze but Jansen gets it nice little deft touch dribbles it to like the byline and then just bull nutmegs the 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 keeper and it's one one and then OC kind of hangs on um from there for the most part so you know Kyle we'll start with you what did you think uh kind of of that match what'd you make of it were rusty what did you think yeah I mean understandably the first half a little bit rusty um but I thought like kind of the whole season, I thought our away form continued to impress me. Um, I think we've shown every away game that we can play with anybody on the road, which is a good sign because obviously in the playoffs, you can't guarantee that you're going to get home matches. Um, so I, I do have confidence that if we were to go on the road in the playoffs, we could, we could get a, a result. Um, I think our, our finishing continues to kind of, uh, sputter, um, there's different looks that we saw with Kyle Smith starting instead of Juan. Um, a little bit more defensive solidity, uh, trying to counterattack. Um, so less up the right side um, that you would normally see from Juan. But I thought it was a good, interesting uh, change of pace. I think I would have liked to see Juan later in the game as a sub. It just seemed like we kind of made safe subs just to kind of uh, maybe preserve a draw, which is fine because four points in a week is good. Um, but I think the points were there for the taking it with a little bit better finishing. Gotcha. And what did you make of, of Pato starting as a 10 on this one? And, uh, and then having Moraney on the right versus Fagundo on the right, they did kind of switch stuff. But to me, the re I guess what I'm getting at is it felt very clogged in the middle. 
It felt very narrow. Robato kind of dropping deep and Kyle Smith playing. We lacked any kind of whiff on the, on, on the outside. And then later on, Joel started kind of going up and providing some whiff. But well, what did you think? I want to see Bato play as much as possible, but I kind of don't, you know. I, I think I think we're, we're going to see a lot of Pato and Mauricio rotating as the 10. Um, just because we don't have, we don't have a backup for Mo when he's um, not in there. Our offense kind of stops. So I think that's Oscar's way of like, I think you're going to be very seldomly see them playing together. So I think we'll see a lot of Pato at the 10. You got to figure it out though. I, I mean, your, your analysis was, is what I saw too. Um, but I, I, I don't think, I don't think we're going to see much of Cara, Pato, and Mauricio on the field at the same time. Yeah, right. Alex, what did you think of the other Revs match? Um, I, I mean, sputter is an unbelievably great word. It's probably the best word I've heard just to describe the finishing. And it, it really embodies the fact that we got a point on the road because Robin Janssen came in and just absolutely smashed a ball. And it, we were talking in, in the channel a little bit that, again, this is the defenders scoring goals thing that we have to rely on to get points. And I, I don't know if that's I, – I feel like I've said all of this before, but I'll say it again. It's – almost as indicative of how great our defenders are at not only holding down the line, but also getting those goals where they need to, but also the fact that our offense doesn't produce when we need them to. And it's, yeah, it's a road match. Yeah. They haven't been together in nearly three weeks, but it's still in the, it's still a little, Sus and the fact that they're trying Urso and Morini alternating and Pato. We'll get more to Pato in a bit because Pato looks so good. He's just he's just not given the opportunities that we that I don't know. All I know is I was happy with it considering how we played in the first half. I was happy with this result. I was happy to get a point in New England. I'm never one that's going to complain about a point on the road. So, yeah, I'm happy. Revs are still a good team despite their drop in form from last year. So I'm happy to snatch and grab from New England. Fair enough. You know, and one thing that that we could take away, we had 13 shots versus their nine. Five on goal, they had three, but our XG, which XG isn't everything, but XG can be indicative. And I think in this case, it meets what, what you see you saw with your eye. Our XG was 0.8. Theirs was 1.1. You could you could take a um, look at Gustavo Boke getting in on goal, essentially on a cross, where Pedro had stopped, right? Because Pedro only had two saves. That was one of them. And that, that could have easily been a goal if you reacted differently. And other than that, well, where do you see any of Orlando's shots that would have, you know, like great shots? shots that great chances that we really created there isn't a lot and they need to do better with that and, and again teams are going to always foul us we want to play with the ball a lot we want to we want to do little short quick passes and whatnot i think in the first half we were too slow moving the ball in the second half it sped it up and it really helped um we had 20 um we, we had 21 fouls committed against us versus 12. But then again, with the yellow cards, we got the same issue we've been having with the, with the yellow cards. Robin Janssen is now has a streak four matches in a row, I believe with yellow cards. And um, most of them for dissent. Too. Yeah. Although yes. The one against Houston was a whole different panel. Yeah. Well, he, he got a fight. Yeah. This one was a, against the Rebs. It was a foul. In the, in the, I mean, it was a little bit early, but six minutes in, he's yellow. One thing he's proven that he could play off a yellow card because in the last two matches, I think the last match, you said, I think he got a foul yellow card in the 14th minute. And this is in the sixth minute. So that that's something we got to look at. Schlego got a yellow. And uh, Shout out Kyle to Smith. Mateo for being the only one not to get one. Yeah, yeah. So we got, I mean, we got to, we, we, the, there's a, already a, 
uh, a theme here that we're, we're the most fouled team in the league, got the most fouled player and Cesar uh, Araujo. So we got to keep our heads about us. We don't create enough chances to, to lose a person or to play more cautiously because we're on a car, you know? So I'm always glad to have a point, but there was, it was very close there to, to be nothing. A couple of shots really, really close from the revs there. And I would have liked a little bit more control, but I did you'll give credit to Oscar for the second half, made some, some, some good adjustments. And I, I think we played a little bit better there. Um, in the second half, moving the ball a little more quickly. So uh, that that with the revs, so one point against the d- division foe is always positive on the road. Um, so how about Houston, folks? Houston was our first match at home. We've already lost four matches at home this year, more than last year. I think we're bottom of the league in home form. We're like the opposite of RSL who doesn't lose at home. And we needed this win. Houston is a great team. Houston came out with a lineup with a couple of their starters, their usual starters like Darwin Quintero, not in the starting 11. So it was it was a prime chance to get three points. So, Alex, uh, real quick, what did you think about the Houston, the home win versus Houston? The home win versus Houston was, if nothing else, we kept our cool in several moments where things could have gotten ugly both from a run of play perspective and from a mentality perspective because Houston came into our house just ready to pound us into dirt. And they are the, I believe they said on the broadcast, they are the number one in fouling in the league this year. And they were going after Cesar like it was their job. And he's the most found player in MLS right now. So you combine that and no one loses their head other than Janssen, which that death taxes him getting a yellow card. That was, that was inevitable, but it could have gotten a lot worse. And considering how this game was refereed, it, it could have swung both ways. And the fact that we got in the matter of moments, we had, I say all you want about Kara with uh, with a technical brace, even though I believe that second goal should be Mauricio's because that was just an unbelievable shot that, I mean, getting deflected definitely made it easier, but um, and Mauricio was Mauricio credited with the first goal assist or was that an MLS assist? That was MLS assist. Uh, yeah. Poor Cleon. Yeah, it was an MLS assist. So, yeah, Cleon's not here to remind us that this is a kind of a real assist. But, you know, like I said, they're interchangeable as key passes. But, yeah. Kai, what were we going to say? Was, was Facundo shooting or passing? Oh, that was a pass, 100%. Yeah. That was a 100% pass. Yeah. I was, behind, I was behind that goal, and that sure looked like he was going to shoot. Oh, oh no, no. I think it was a pass. I, if you look at it, he put spin away this is like yeah. kdb does where it's he a goes shot until hoist. it's a pass yeah no no i think the way he's he reacted i think his body would have reacted differently if he if he thought it was a shot and then it became you know like oh okay cool i meant to shoot it but it went in he looked like he, the way he opened up his hips the way he, he he got spin away from the goal into a runner it's just i think it's just a, a pass first i think it's a i think it's a pass yeah. i looked at it quite a bit but initially i thought it was we were discussing shot or pass but behind the I goal, think it was a pass. you couldn't see Kara um over to the kind of the left it looked like a bad see, miss at first right you just see torres like five feet away from goal and you're just like shoot shoot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, i think if i were if i were for him too at that point i would have liked him to shoot near post too you know i think it would have been the easier way but i i think that was a pass i think i think he's got that kind of football mind where like i can make this pass and it's one of those where you need to be there and that that was a that was a great goal if you hadn't seen it go back and see it um they have uh, Mauricio's at the top of the box, right outside the 18. Uh, Fagundo's right or, or right right in it. Times just run perfectly. Mauricio just off the side of his foot, outside of the boot, just dinks it over to Fagundo, and he he hits he smashes a little low cross RBX on FIFA, far post, and kind of slides it in, and for for the goal that was you know the 3DP special right there. And then you check this out though, Robin Jansen descent 14th minute, uh, Avila descent 16th minute, Lundqvist yellow card 20th minute, Vera 20th. 20, 21st minute yellow card 30 sec, 32nd minute yellow card uh, I mean, and then it was just just a mess and then Mauricio gets a yellow card in the 
29th and uh, Hadibi gets one to 44 for time wasting. So there, there was a, a 30 minute spell there of, of six yellow cards, uh, about 32 minute spell, seven yellow cards. So that ref was trying to get a hold of that, that match big time. But, but Kyle, what did you see? The, how do you see how we came out and played? What did you think about the setup, the game plan? I thought we played really, really well the first 30 minutes. I thought Mauricio probably had his best game. Um, he was just dinking and diming all over the place. I think the thing that frustrated me, and we were talking about it in the stands as it was happening, is you got all these guys on yellow cards on the, on Houston, and you kind of stopped going at them. I thought, I thought Huan, uh, after the left back got a yellow, and the left mid had a yellow. I thought they were going to just feed Huan all day. I thought Huan was going to use his speed to go at him. And he started kind of settling for crosses outside the box, which is not Huan's game. Uh, he took the CB on once and put him on roller skates. Uh, but he only did it one time. And so I think that's probably the most frustrating thing is I just thought the way the game was playing out, we could have been a lot more aggressive with Houston on so many yellows. And it seemed like we kind of got those two goals and, and then we just, you know, turned into our usual selves of hoping the ship doesn't implode, um, which is just ridiculous when you have so many guys on yellow cards. I just thought we needed to be more aggressive. I thought there's times where Huan kind of, he relies on this uh, one, two pass with either Facundo or Mauricio where he, he basically passes it to the center and then tries to run around the outside and get the return mm. ball. Yeah. Um, but there's times he could just do face. He could just, he could just run at guys, especially that guy from Houston. Like he was mm. not keeping up with who won all day. So uh, just I more, do th- more aggression. I do think though, if you look at the way Houston, especially in the second half, when he brought in Quintero, they took out one of the guys with a yellow card in Avila. But it, I think in the second half, they, they made it an effort to just really overlap on the left on their left and go after Huan. I think he was just tired. I, I think they were like, we're going to keep Huan from attacking us and we're going to pin him back. And they would just go, I mean, two guys just running down the touchline overlapping. Huan, Huan did, I thought he did a good job of, of making them choose late, but they were, we're working it. I forgot that this, this kid was coming in. Oh, Ular center, whatever he had, he had, a, he had some good moments where he, he was overlapping over there with, with five, you know, one of the Houston players. And sometimes Kyle will come out. He got smoked a couple of times, a near post shot. Pedro was well positioned for. So it was stretching on our defense and, and he wasn't getting a lot of help. Cesar was getting smoked. And Huan got smoked a couple of times. Kyle got smoked a couple of times. So I think at the second half, they noticed Huan was giving him trouble. And I think they, they made it an effort. That combined with our reluctance to, to be aggressive, to sit back, just compounded it. And they just, they were just after him so much, so much that I think, uh, I think if Kyle wasn't a center back, this one they might have even subbed off who on for Kyle you know because they went after him so much he had to run so much this match for sure so um Alex what, what did you think so the second goal second goal it was uh um um Urso has a nice switch play with a left foot out to Joao Moutinho Moraney give him credit Moraney started again Moraney makes a good run makes a good run diagonal run Joao puts it right on his noggin Moraney is not on a good angle to square it to, to head it towards the, the goal he he Dinks it back towards like to, to the six to the to the center. So we got we got Mauricio's there, Juan's there, Kata's there. I think um, I don't know. We had a lot of people in the box, and um, it rebounds and Mauricio catches a clean left foot volley, super clean. It dunks off a of Kata and goes in. I think they ultimately gave it to Kata because it changed so much direction. And I think I think Clark was was probably well positioned. I felt like it was going to go to Clark. It was uh, going. Right at Clark. I've watched yeah. that goal about five times now because yeah. I was like, I didn't understand how they gave it to Kara. Yeah. But then you see it is center of the goal if it doesn't hit off his heels. Yeah, it literally is like, you know, like 45 or whatever degrees, just like completely just, just took a sharp turn to the right. And it's and not Clark. like Kara was trying to necessarily net it back in. He's he's just standing there. He's the bumper in the pinball machine mm-hmm. to make that thing. It's kind of like, what are the – in the drills, they got those different um, things where you shoot the ball at it and it bounces off to make a goalkeeper guess. That's exactly what Kara did in that instance. Absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of Kara hitting things, can we talk about the fact that he came about half a post from scoring the first hat trick in seven years for the club? 
Oh my he goodness! Was so close. It's Kyle Laren. Oh my goodness! Yeah, but he did it. And now we're winning by one goal for the first yeah. time this season. Yeah, yeah. Because right after, yeah, right after, um, less than a minute later, after Kara scores, they uh, they get an assist. Krakoneto sends it across to Ferreira, and that was a heck of a header. At first, I was like, "Dang, Kyle Smith, what are you doing?" But I look back at it, and then uh, he he closed them pretty good. The ball was going away from the goal. He hit it up there. I don't know if Pedro, Pedro Miguel hinted at maybe he got his feet foot, footing wrong, positioning was off, and he, he couldn't get to it because it wasn't like he hit it hard. Um, so, but after just right there, two to one, and then Darwin Quintero comes in and he's running the show. He hits the post from deep. He uh, he does. Uh, he's killing it. He's creating chances. I mean, we were hanging on by skin of our teeth there at the end, man. It was it was nerve wracking. What, what did you feel confident at any point, Alex, or how are you feeling? Well, I, I I was nervous, and I felt like I'd seen this a couple times already this season, where we we get a a lead, and then almost immediately we give one back. And like I, I if we go back, I'd be willing to bet there, this has happened three or four times this season, where we give one back within a couple of minutes of scoring that go ahead goal, and. I would like that to stop, but at the same time, I'm I'm happy with the result because Houston came after us. They 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 wanted blood. They wanted to foul us. They wanted to mess us up, and we took advantage of it. I mean, Mauricio, best game, his best game of the season. I think he can only go up from here. Even Pato made an appearance, and he he looked good towards the end. He. He almost got a good chance there towards the end. And again, Kara, he he's got what four in his last six games? Four and four, yeah. And he's got six six total. I think it was seven in all all appearances, right? Kyle, does that sound right? He's got six in MLS. Yeah, yeah. And look at Kara, but that that miss was bad. That was like, you know, it I, I it, I it mean, was it, it the bounce was bad. The bounce yeah, was bad. He wasn't got, in. The guy got size 14s, man. But again, you got you to gotta square that up. So like, that was like, hey, Alex, if that was Don Dwyer, would you be mad? Because I would. I mean, that was a bad miss, man. He missed Don Dwyer wouldn't even make contact with the ball. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was a bad miss. You should have had that, that. And you know what, though? If all of our XG, that wasn't even the highest. I mean, uh, Pato had a good chance there that he, 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 uh, he didn't get. But <clears throat> speaking of Pato, he, he, he gets that, that counter. And he, he just starts running. He actually did something a lot of our players don't do, Kyle, is ran at somebody, right? And he created some space and then plays a perfect curling ball to Benji Michelle. And Benji Michelle couldn't figure out how to how to hit it before he fell down and just completely blew it. And that 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 should have been that should have been a wrap right there. That was our highest. Our XG in this game was 3.2 versus Houston's 0.7. So that's that the and that the, the highest XG was that that shot. So oh man. That, that should have been a goal for sure. Otto uh, reminds me so much of Nani in that he'll get like three or four passes to him and he'll he'll try something and it doesn't work. He'll turn it over and you're like, you're like, Pato, what the hell are you doing? Like we need to hold possession. We're trying to kill the game off. And then just like that, he gets one chance. He's off to the races. He's putting the ball on a platter and you're like, okay, like that's that's what Nani did all the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just that one chance. The problem is we got guys that can't finish. Uh, it wasn't an easy finish. I'll give it to Benji. It was, yeah. you know, he was under pressure by the defender, but he still got that thing where he falls down every time he shoots. Um, but yeah, Pato, man, he's like, he's probably MLS assist leader if, if guys could finish. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There was some stat they said during the match, like created chances based on minutes and he's at the top of the league based on that or something like that. Now, okay, guys, where are your, your studs and duds for both games? We'll start with you, Alex. Studs and duds for both. Let's go. Let's do New England, do each game, and then we'll go, we'll do each game quick. So studs and duds for New England, Alex. Okay, uh, stud for New England was Pedro for making the trip. Oh, okay, I think we lost him. So, Kyle, who was your stud? Oh, you're back, Alex. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, go uh, ahead. Who was your dud? Uh, you, did you hear me, though? Stud was Pedro for yes. just making the trip and we got that. holding that thing down to a one-goal game. Um, my dud... 
I don't really have one. I it, it's not like anybody was offensively bad in this game. I okay. I have to look at the lineup just to come up with one. No, no problem. Um, if you don't have one, that's fine. We're, I don't got one. I okay. don't have one. I'm not feeling negative. I, I felt good about how they played, considering. But yeah, Pedro gets a lot of love from me. Fair, fair enough. Okay, Kyle, how about you? Yeah, my stud is Robin. Um, that goal was just the poise. I wish our attacking players had that poise in the box sometimes. Facts, man. Um, he's, he's so good. He's having such a good season. If he can get rid of the descent stupidity, uh, to me, he's, a, he's an all-star MLS you know, top 11 caliber type player. Um, and he's doing it all without Antonio Carlos next to him. So he's been really impressive. He just got a, he just got a, the stupid yellow cards drive me nuts. Um, and then kind of similar with Alex, I don't really have a dud. I think we kind of, as a team, if we, if we played not great at parts, it was, it wasn't one or two particular players. It was kind of this lack of cohesion off of the break. So that's my studs and duds. Okay. Then my studs, uh, I'm going to go with um, both of yours are good. I'm going to go with the no duds for the refs. So I can't remember anybody standing out as, as poor. Uh, my instincts are just find a way to, to, to get mad at Andres Perea, but I feel like I've been too rough on him. So I can't think of anything specific other than I feel like he probably jogged when he should have ran at one point. <laughs> I, I can't pinpoint it, so I'll leave him out. Stud, I'm going to go Robin Jansen too because, man, we needed that goal. And he, he's playing with Rodrigo, who, who's, man, he's not the most. He's, he's, been, he's been holding it down, Rodrigo would be a starter in a lot of teams in my opinion but uh rodrigo is not the, the most disciplined it's not as, as good as antonio carlos and then he's playing with with a guy who's not even a center back kyle smith is still holding it down so shout out to 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 jansen for that and then um stud and duds for the the houston um match um uh um kyle so my stud is Mauricio. I thought he was phenomenal. He runs our offense, and he's really exciting to watch. I think he plays a sexy style of football. Um, so I kind of really enjoyed his I, his interlocking play with our other DPs. I think it's it's what's needed if we're going to win any trophies. He's got to play like that. Um, as far as duds, I think this is going to this is going to surprise people. But I think Urso is my dud. Um, I don't think he played awful. Well, yeah. But but I, but I think compared to if if we're comparing to where he was at the beginning of the season and scoring goals, he hasn't scored a goal in a while. Um, he's been playing as a right winger. I think if if he's going to be our our starting right winger, um, he's got to start converting some of these goals. He's had some clear cut chances in the box. Um, I just I just want a little bit more out of him if if he's if he's going to play right winger. Um, he hasn't played right wing in the last couple of matches. He's been one of the midfielders. It's been Mo Rainey and Torres. Uh, okay, right, right, center, mid. Yeah, but he yeah. Up in the box. That's where he was scoring him. from. Yeah, yeah. They pushed him up, so he's. I mean, he just he's, had. Yeah. I got you. No, he's still in that that space that has that kind of pocket. You know, even when he played right wing, he just kind of went out there, but he was still in that kind of pocket. Yeah, yeah I understand what you mean. But yeah, that does. He has those games where you're like, he didn't really do anything good. He didn't really do anything. He almost like non-existent. He had a couple of bad turnovers because, you know, he's a guy, like I've said it before, if you're going to, if he's a ball in the midfield, he's not the, the most nimble guy. You could send two people at him and he'll lose the ball, you know? So he, he does that um, for sure. Um, okay. And your stud, it was Mauricio. Um, I'll go next. My stud was, um, I'm going to get you give Mauricio. Mauricio was, was, was good. I'm going to give a shout out to, um, I'll give it to Urchinkata then. Um, because, um, you know, he, he got the two goals. He should have had three and he was in the right place, right time. And I just like intelligent strikers. you making the right runs, etc. And we, speaking of how we're going to score it, absolutely right. We're not going to run at people, take them on and be super open and expansive. We're, we're going to have these combinations like that first goal. That's what they want. They want three you know, technical players up there, be able to combine. That's what Faku and Marisha do best. And, uh, and kind of needs to be on the end of it. Like Oscar said, we need a number nine who can score. And I, my dad, uh, Shush, my dud. I don't know who to who to give it to. To be honest, I don't know. But hmm, I don't know, Alex. I'm gonna go with you. Studs and duds. I'll I'll come back with a dud. But I think I'm gonna give it to Jansen. You know what? Screw it. This is eight minutes in, uh, fourteen minutes in, in dissension. 
Uh, like, like Kyle, you were in the wall, right? It, but what could he see? What was he arguing about? What was the point of that? I mean, we couldn't see it in the wall. I mean, it, yeah. it looks like it cause everybody's raising their hand, but there was nothing clear and obvious or blatant. Like, to, to argue that that early was just, it was crazy to me. Irresponsible me, at this point. He was 50 yards away. Yeah. I was like, bro, irresponsible. I'd hate to get this guy's so, order wrong. To get his order wrong in a restaurant or something or Ikea. I said six meatballs. But, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But here's the funny thing. From everything I've seen, and he's been about town a lot because I keep seeing pictures of him with people at like lightning games and just about town. He's a wonderful guy. So it's not like he just gets the hot collared when he's in the match. So I want someone to compile a whole Twitter account of all the gifts of him swearing at the referee, because I might do be, I, You know what I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, instead of Robin, the Viking, I'm going to call him Robin, the berserker. Cause you know, <laughs> that, that's the thing that, you know, when the Vikings, they had like, they would send out like hitman and they were crazy or whatever. They call them the berserkers. If I, if I'm, if I'm getting my Viking lore, right. I watch all the Viking shows last kingdom shout out. Um, and Vikings, but I, Robin, the berserker, cause dude, chill out. I met him once. I was like, Hey, great games. Thanks. And, uh, and I said, you want to take a picture? He just posed. And I said, all right, nice meeting you. And then he nodded. I was like, Wow, thank you. That was the most that was the most on brand, you know, Scandinavian response of all time, apparently. But that's all I got from him that one time. It was pleasant, I guess. But but anyways, who's your stud in that uh Alex? Um, my stud is a double shout out to Mauricio and Kara. Both are dramatically improving in form, and I'm just happy to see it. And we need it because we need every it's every man up. We had, we saw a lot of people coming in for this match because we know we've got a lot coming up. We've got three matches in what? Eight, nine days coming up. It's, it's pretty intense. So getting four points in four days was pretty nice, but those two get my, definitely get my studs for that one. My dud, um, I don't know if he necessarily deserves this, especially coming back from injury, but Benji Michelle, pass the ball, buddy. Just please, once in a while, pass the ball. Okay. And and a quick um so now with this rash of yellow cards where we're rotating between we can't have Schlego and Jansen paired up uh uh often enough. So uh Kyle Smith. Thomas been, Williams, buddy. It's Kyle, Thomas Williams time will come before you know it. I don't know how close Jansen is to another yellow card accumulation, but it, it it's coming and it's gonna happen. I'm just happy that they don't carry over between the friendly with Arsenal, the U.S. Open Cup, and MLS. Oh, he yeah, can spread those out. He'll he get gets... yellow cards oh. in two of those three competitions oh, over guaranteed. the next two weeks. Money on oh, the table. Guaranteed. Yeah, I think, I think you know, the APL is investigating Granit Shaka for possibly getting a yellow on purpose because he gets so many yellows. Uh, he gets, you know, every he gets called for everything. Um, and I think that, you know, at this point, should they investigate Robert Janssen because he's getting so many yellows? Is he, is he got the over-under on yellows or something? I don't get it. But, he just uh, wants uh, to go to Lightning Games. Well, yeah, they, right. So, uh, so Kyle, we're going to talk about the, the resident center back. They're not going with Thomas Williams. He's young. Oscar is a guy who, who's not going to put young people in positions to not succeed. You know, he's going to be cautious about their confidence. So Kyle Smith has been playing. But Kyle, what do you, how, how do you think? I thought, I gave him a little shout out because he, he, he happened to be in the right place and got hit. And he did toe poke at what should have been a goal. He also did get skinned a couple of times. He didn't get caught on an offside trap this time. So that's positive. He's playing out of position. Okay. So what, what did you, how did you going forward? You, we, we, we're going to, it's going to happen. AC is back in training, but Jansen and Sega are going to get kicked out at some point. Do we keep going with Cal Smith as center back? What do you, what were your thoughts on, on his, on his play at home as center back? I think, I think so. I think, um, I think with him and who won, I've been a little bit more patient because with him particularly, he gets moved around so much. And then with who on, he gets like a new partner every other game, you know, whether it's a CB partner or midfield partner, he's got to figure out. So I think the passing uh, you and I talked before the pod started about, you know, some of the passing issues between Kyle and who on I think those are natural. I don't really think like, Oh my God, how is Kyle so bad at passing? Um, 
because I think it's it's just he he's not as this is his first game as a CB. I think this season, right? Um, second so think, or second, okay. Yeah. So I think I think there's utility there. Um, I I still thought before the season I thought it was crazy losing the center backs that we lost and not signing someone to me was crazy. Uh, and then sure enough, Carlos gets injured and, and we're doing this like every other game because Johnson and Schlegel can't stop getting yellow guards. So uh, I think it's kind of come back to bite us. I don't think Kyle's a permanent solution. I do think he's a good backup for Juan or, or starter. I don't really, depending on what you want to do, they're both all right. Yeah. But uh, Yeah. Fair. Okay. Cool. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I agree with you. You on that. That's a that's a good perspective. People need to give some allowances for for different partners. You know, all the time. And it's not just center back partners, like you said. You, if you're you're on the the midfield, you have a midfield partner. If you're on the right, you, you want to combine with certain people. And and you, there's been a lot of rotation on both sides for Joao and Juan on regarding that. Now, I, I want to give a special shout out. I forgot. <laughs> a special stud shout out is to Var, man. Because for VAR, the last minute of the oh. match, the last minute of the match, Darren Quintero, they, they, someone sends in a cross or shafts or something. Darren Quintero comes in and pretends to bike it and gets through. It gets through Pedro Gales. I think he just got kind of like lost it while Darren was in, in front of his face. I was like, oh, dang, we're, we're screwed. But they offsides flag. The field, the right, the offsides flag was was lifted, and Orlando City, Orlando City was saved from VAR. I love you, VAR. I never doubted you. So, well, what did you what did you think, Alex? Was that offsides? And you know, it's well. And remember, on the field, it, to be overturned, it's got to be clear and obvious. So, what did you think, offsides or no? Um, I think that the camera operator did a really good job of making that look like it was offsides. I don't know for certain. We didn't have the the lines, but it it definitely looked offside. But I also think the camera operator might have also been a ruckus member. Uh, yeah, Kyle, to you, I, I would have been mad if they called that offside on us. I would. I would be. No, if that's the most crazy call, because a couple of minutes prior, we the, we benefited from a simulation foul and he got a yellow card like I don't know if that's ever happened in our history I was flabbergasted by that call because I thought for a second he was going for yellow to give it to our guy and was pointing it was the right call it was blatant it was obvious and they called it without I honestly think this might have been one of the most well-refereed games in Orlando City, aside from the fact that at one point the referee literally tackled Moraney, like full-on ran into him, he fell to the ground. Other than that, beautiful. I, and I, it was such a foreign concept to me. And that's gotcha. what was so crazy about it. So, yeah. Uh, so you're Great saying shout it out. All right. Great. And uh, Kyle, was it onside or offside? Yeah. You were right by, you're on the wall. I mean, that must have like, man, that must felt like a kick in the nuts, right? Like it, that it was Darwin Saren when I rewatched it. Cause I didn't see the replay. I didn't see how close it was to offside because I was at the game. Um, so I rewatched it today, just that ending. And I saw it was Darwin Saren who sent in the cross. So he's the one that almost ended our, our win. Former uh, OC legend. Yeah. So, uh, but no offside modeling on Twitter had it about an inch off um, in their, you know, algorithm of drawing lines and geometry and whatever. Um, I did think it was interesting. There's good discourse on Twitter about it between some of the MLS, Andrew Wiebe and some of the MLS guys, instant replay sponsored by Cheez-Its and Mountain Dew or whatever. Um, Uh, They switched away from Pringles. It's Cheez-Its now, Um, or at least this week. Uh, but he says, quote, I think it's offside. And even if it's not offside, I don't like that the AR raised his flag. I thought it should have, he should have kept his flag down and it should have gone to VAR, which if he keeps his flag down, then it goes to VAR. I don't think there's conclusive evidence to overturn it. And I think we'd tie. Um, but the AR got the call right. The offside modeling says he got it right. Um, just another one of those instances of like, we get lucky 
everyone says we get lucky. Like, no, they got the call right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's luck. But for the first time, we're on the good side of getting the call right. Yeah, like we, would you care we if we got lucky? lucky with a bad call. Yeah, true. We we got that, that's how that's how bad it's been for us. That we that the, our fan base we don't even know how to react. We're like the dog who caught up to the car. Like we don't even know what to do. We got a call that was fifty fifty go to in our favor, you know, which was was the correct call. It was fifty one forty nine really, and we we feel like we got a prize. It was just the right call, right? So just so shout out to Rosendo Mendoza, the referee, and especially you, my you know beloved Jose Carlos Rivero, the VAR referee. Little shout out to Thomas supple to assistant var so with that we'll move on guys there's been some some scant rumors it's 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 crazy you know it's a crazy season transfer time so uh every year every brazilian gets uh, attached to orlando city every brazilian in orlando city gets attached to a team in brazil supposedly um some some club i forgot who who was after pato for 1. something million 1. if it, 9 1.9 1. 9. if they're gonna give us 1.9 i would take it pato costs barely nothing um he came on a free We've paid him. I think between the two years, it'll be a combined 700000 maybe you know less than a million dollars. They want to give us that money. Fantastic. If he wants to go back home, great. I would take that. I love Pato, but that's a good return. And then Pedro, Pedro. Quick question. Has, yeah. Sorry, going to interrupt you right there. Quick question. Hmm. What club in their right mind is going to pay $1.9 million for a player that's going to be out of contract and could come on a free in six months. I don't know. I, I think to be honest, yeah, that doesn't make much sense, but also Pato is a bit injury prone. So if you want him, you want to get him in your, your preseason, you want to get him with some juice left on those legs. If he plays the whole season with us, it'd be pretty, I don't know how useful he'll be. So maybe that's the reason, but I don't really believe the rumor as it is. And then there's a rumor that Pedro, some t- I forgot which club in Brazil. Uh, do you, I, I should have known these. I'm sorry, but I don't believe them anyways. Um, club in Brazil. I uh, wanted, uh, might've been Corinthians or somebody wanted Pedro. I said that one might have some more feet too, because he hasn't resigned or he hasn't signed. And they, they said they're going to be working on it. He hasn't, they extended Mason, which gives you the impression that they, they probably see him as a number one, or at least as a good number two. And I, uh, and Pedro supposed, wanted some some big time money so Pedro right now is about under half a million I think and uh, if you go to the top where, where Turner is and Blake you're going to get to that seven to eight hundred thousand that's a lot to ask for international spot too not every international spot is a matter of getting a green card some people don't want green cards that changes your tax status and different things some of them don't want to have green cards um, so um, so that's a whole other question. I don't know. You believe any anybody believe any of these? I think the Pedro wants more legs. I I don't personally don't think he comes back. I think uh, he has a chance to be closer to home, make a last big check. Um, Brazil Brazil that's a bigger league than than MLS. I wouldn't blame him for going there trying to take that that paycheck. He's thirty one now. I mean goalies that's not old for a goalie, but but for a goalkeeper, but still you know it's better. If he signs a three year deal here at thirty four, he's not going to get a big deal. He's just going to be around MLS or back to Peru or something. So you guys believe any, any, there's any feet to any of these? I think the Pato one was based in, wasn't based in reality, especially considering he literally, we literally put him on the pitch two days later. And if you're considering a a transfer of that caliber, you don't play the player until that business is settled. Um, So that that's not based in reality. I think the more likely thing that's going to happen with Pedro is like you said, he's, he's going to play out the season. I think he's going to help us make that MLS cup and Lord willing U S open cup run. Um, But this is his last season in purple. And I would, I would ask that the, that the fans accept that and let him, let him go and give him the honors he deserves towards the end of the season. But re-signing Mason the same week that he had surgery that kept him off the field for two months was a big step forward for the club in embracing him as the heir apparent. And I do believe he is the heir apparent, and I do think it is a long time coming. So that'll be a great story for another time. But until then, let's enjoy Pedro while we do. Well, Kyle, you had referenced that you were surprised that we hadn't made any moves this offseason. So now with the window coming up, what, do you, what kind of moves did it, do, do you expect or hope to see from the club? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard because we don't have an open DP spot. I think our DPs are are performing. I, I don't know if we can still buy Mauricio down um, or if we would even want believe, to do that. But Yeah, I believe um, we can, but it won't be that easy. I, just, I, guess, I guess I have a hard time believing when I look at rosters like Seattle uh, or NYCFC, I just don't know if we have the firepower um, to get it done. So get it done meaning like winning the you know mls cup or uh, the open cup so i guess i guess my thought process is you know if the right player comes along uh, uh, specifically like a winger or a tender to back up uh, mauricio um i think you got to make that move I, I don't think we need a cb depth anymore just with ac coming back i think we'll be okay um but i, I think we do need a, another winger i i just think we're missing with you know Vanderwater injured now, and um, we're just missing Gaston Gonzalez not playing. I, I, I do think a winger would be even if it's a loan. Uh, it, it, I think that's if if the right move is there, you got to you got to take it. I'm I'm with you. I would my my pref, preference is uh someone who could play on the wing and play attacking mid like Mauricio, who's somebody just an attacking midfielder, someone. Who's an attacking player? So I definitely want we we need we our winger depth got took a big hit with with the Vanderwater being being hurt and then Gaston now playing a second because the Argentines kept pushing him when you know he was already on his way out. Um, but yeah, I I think other than that you're you're spot on and I think alone we've done that before we've done alone before we Manuel Moss last year alone with an option to buy something you know in league and with the with the Mueller deal we got some extra money more than we we essentially thought we use that to 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 give Moreni who's been useful already for us and, and there's still some cash there we, we could probably play with and make make some things happen with so Alex what do you think about any additions um I agree that a winger would be beneficial I think that the call for a number a true number nine is a bit premature especially considering Kara's advancing form. I think that between him, Pato switching between that false 10 and false nine, even nine if he's called upon, that he can do that. But between that and Tesho coming off the bench consistently, which, by the way, shout out to him, um, only the third Orlando City player in the MLS era to achieve that milestone of 100 matches played. Congratulations. Do you know who the other two are? Goes to him. Um, I do. Um, the other two are Chris Mueller. And? Oh, and... Um, Christian Higuita. You can see his face. Go ahead. I, I could see his face because Igita was the first, and they they yeah. they acknowledged him for it right before he left, and that broke my heart. Yeah, what would you say, Kyle? Robin Jansen just did it like two weeks ago. Oh, right? Robin Jansen and Robin Jansen. Is that? I don't think I don't. They, yeah, Robin Jansen too. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he just got honored like two weeks ago with the. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, there you go. So I'm way off. Well, okay. Uh, there you go. All right, gotcha. And then, so what do you, in regards to the, the go ahead about the, the additions, what were you saying? The additions, um, I, I agree with Kyle that the loan would be a, a loan business if we could get one or two is an ideal situation because we don't know what kind of business we're going to be able to do next year because we don't know how many of our players are coming back and we don't know what our, even what our budget is going to look like more on that in a minute. Um, who do we have out on loan still? We have, um, Alex, we have Alex Alvarado and uh, IS, um, but both IS is, is, I mean, that, that's just done. He, he went from, from Spain to he's in Brazil now and Alvarado. I don't think either one of them are coming back. You don't think so? You no, don't but think what I would Alvarado like, could come back and no. be, be in that winger role to see if he could get a second chance here? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think I don't think he's an Oscar guy. I think Alvarado, Ayas, Did he come Vanderwater. in before Oscar? 
No, it's I not whether it's not it's not so much people are looking at the date they showed up, but these these transfers take time. They identify someone. They take time. And it took more time because of COVID, right? So some of these guys mm-hmm. who came in, they weren't necessarily Oscar people, right? So they they came in and then so you can see who are Oscar people. He doesn't play. He doesn't play the people. Evanderwater, Alvarado, Ayas, those guys. He doesn't play. They never really had shots. They didn't maybe didn't train well. Ayas came in a little overweight. Say Alvarado doesn't train well. Whatever. And he puts a lot of emphasis. On, on, on training, etc. Whatever you want to make of that. So, now I don't, I don't think any of those those guys are going to come back and make any any contribution. I honestly think, preferably alone, would be great. But I would and would love. My ideal scenario would be to buy a attacking midfielder to get him going because we need him. And Mauricio, we need an heir apparent. Get him going. Get him yeah. used to the league. Have him a mentor. I, I have a have a eight ten type of person or a straight up ten kind of winger because they're they're really tens nowadays anyways. But someone like a Nicola Darrow who's kind of like all over the place and um and someone like that I would I would love ideally I would like them to buy an attacking midfielder right now. Who cares if we have Mauricio? Make them both work. Mauricio can play at eight anyways. Death is a good thing to have. A good problem. Etc. So that's my. But idea. That's something you've said. You and I think JJ both said before is we need Mauricio's heir apparent because we don't know how much longer we're going to have him, and bringing that in would be great. But do you want that player to be significantly younger so that we can groom that player to be here for a couple of years in that I, position? I, I don't. Or I don't necessarily do you want someone to fill that slot for the next two years. I don't. I don't care either. I don't. I don't. I don't think if you're going to be a big club, the big clubs are not getting just youth to see if they could sell them or trade them. That's not big club mentality, in my opinion. You, you get youth and ability from your academy. Um, you know, you, you who cares? If they, you know, Nicola Dara wasn't young when they got him. Carlos Vela wasn't young when they got him. You know, they, these guys, they, these teams are not getting just just let me get this guy who's 21. Hope we. I've said it before with the three DPS. You could do that with one or two of them. We do it. We're doing that with Fagundo already. We put a lot on his plate, but. Uh, uh, the camp, the number 10, that's a man spot. Sometimes, you know, like the striker too. I like a grown up or like, a, you know, center backs. I like him to be a little older too. I like, I would, I wouldn't mind a 26, 27, 28 year old Giovinco. Those kind of that age. They, 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 yeah, they did Albert Rusnak. These guys who, who maybe they peaked already. They went somewhere. They could come here, be the big fish in this pond. You know, there's something wrong. Not through, I don't need, I don't want to like wait for development. That's overrated. Maybe they work out. Ask Atlanta how that worked out. It doesn't always work out. Wait for development and I can sell them for more and they don't pan out all the time. So we, we don't know. Any, we don't talking know. about the, the Brazilians. <laughs> Why not Philip Coutinho? Why no, not those, Bobby Firmino? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, that's those are those players that are going to fill that in short term, which is fine. What's who cares? If someone gives us two years, it gives us a, a, a well. Let's gives do us both. A, gives us a Why not both? Yeah, yeah. So we already have one in Fagundo. We we have an older one in, in Faco. I thought they threaded that needle right. And then if we get a twenty seven year old Cam, I, I don't I don't care if he he wins a title in two years and never visits the city ever again. I don't care. I don't care if he builds a legacy or ten years and we sell him for double in twenty twenty seven. I I don't care. And a club that's willing to spend and investing in should not be worrying about. I'm only going to have money to spend if my players develop and I sell them. That's just not. That's not what I want Orlando City to be. That's not what the what I expect of the Wilfs and other billions to to be. It's a club where if we don't sell, we don't grow academy kids, and we don't sell them, we're going to have no transfer budget. Leave that for Arsenal, you know. But uh, <laughs> so guys, uh, with, with um, that, we'll, go ahead. Uh, do do either you have anything to add to that? Because I have the perfect segue for that. No, you go ahead. Go for it. So we're talking about three DPs. I think that the three DPs are going to be a 2022 relic. I think that we are going to get to have some fun new money to play with in 2023 because the new TV deal is here and it is glorious. I, I, I strap in kids because geeky Alex is coming out because I have not had so much fun and have spent so many hours. I, I took a two and a half hour lunch break when this was announced. The MLS and Apple TV deal for the next 10 years. Let's talk about it because 
there's some upsetting portions of this and there's some great portions of it. The upsetting portions um, for some clubs, including and especially our own, is no more local broadcasters. So that that extends to no more home TV broadcasters. Now, there will still be radio that we can pipe in like you can do with the MLB TV app, but it seems based on all the verbiage that it's going to be neutral broadcasters. That doesn't mean that we're not going to have some of our familiar favorites, but we'll see. I, I wish everyone the best on that front. And I hope that everyone gets an opportunity in this market because one thing that this Apple deal is doing is it's giving all the power back to MLS and the MLS teams to do their own content, which I believe is going to be great for every team because we're going to get individual shows for a lot of these teams. And you're going to be able to find it all in one place. The big good news is this TV deal is for 10 years. And it's more than double the last deal. Last deal with ESPN and Fox, and this is just national numbers. The last deal was eight years, $840 million, $105 million annually. This is spread across Fox, ESPN, and um, Univision and whatever that became. The new deal is 10 years, $2.5 billion, $250 million annually. That's $8.5 million per club from 2023 to 2032. That's a lot of money. And That's with an option to grow that money too, depending on how. Exactly. Because this is just to broadcast every game in the style of NFL Sunday ticket where all of the games are there, but a leg up on Sunday ticket, no blackouts, no blackouts whatsoever. So you, you buy into this, which Apple has been a little vague about how you buy into it because they haven't said specifically, if you buy our Apple TV plus, which is their streaming service that the beloved Ted Lasso and, um, well, they, they, they said they said you, Apple TV Plus you get some things, um, some games you get free. There's going to be free games, period. But like there's but there's tiers. There's yeah. tiers because baseball has been free for anybody with the Apple TV app. Yes, yeah, but then no, but yeah, then gonna, Apple TV Plus, which you can pay. Well, this $5. is the answer, Alex. No, they said Alex. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, there's going to be some free ones on Apple if you have the app. There's going to be more Apple TV Plus, and then there's everybody on an MLS streaming. It's a separate streaming thing you have to get. Which is which goes back a little bit more to how MLS was prior to the ESPN Plus era, which was. ESPN Plus came in when it launched and was the home for MLS third party. You can stream almost anything at any time. But before that, it was MLS TV. And you had to buy that individually. So I think that is going to be what Apple ends up doing is it's a Mm. package. And I don't think it's going to be nearly as expensive as MLB or MLS TV was. So. Well, the good thing is if you're a season ticket holder, you get it free. Exactly. So, yes. So we, we, Kyle, we got that taken care of free and then you, you could replay matches. There's no blackouts. You, you, then there's the whip around show and everything. So oh. I think, I think it's, I think it's going to be a positive and hopefully grow. Kyle, you had the one negative point, which I thought was solid was you had said that, that, you know, a casual person can't really stumble upon it. Right. But other than that, that's pretty much the only downside I think. Right. Or, and I don't know how much the casual, based on the numbers that USL beat, the USL beat two MLS matches recently. You know how many people are really going to stumble on it uh, as well. So I mean, how big of a downside is it? I think overall this is 
pretty net positive of, you know, almost a slam dunk with this deal, just because it was way more money than I thought. Like, they're, they're, Apple doesn't care about making money from this. They're, I don't see how they will. But I think they're going to advertise the crap out of it. Yeah, I think they just wanted to be like, you know, the young hipster, cool brand, and soccer's young and hipster, cool. That's kind of the idea, I think. When you break it down, it's only, and I would say only, it's only like five, eight million more a season for each team. So it's not like some crazy, like we have all this money, we're going to be the yeah. EPL, we're going to buy all these players. Yeah, we're still oh, but it's one more DP slot. Hopefully, we don't. We don't, we don't know what the strings are. Be, I think that was going to happen regardless, just based on the growth of the league. We've added a DP spot every five to ten years. So, I think the extra DP spot or the extra TAM and GAM is always going to be the case, regardless if it was Apple or whoever. Um, I'm not trying to detract from Apple's deal. I think there are great things. I'm just trying to put things in perspective that I think there are a lot of things that we would have seen with another broadcast partner. I think the thing that I like that they got right, cause I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm not pessimistic. I just think I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I want to see, I want to see how it works out before I kind of get so gung ho about it. But I do like that they are, are going to a consistent Wednesday, Saturday uh, time Amen slot. to that. Because um, I, I will, think I will. Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. I will one hundred percent agree with you on that. Sorry to interrupt, but as someone who has gone from being very unorganized to being very organized to making sure I get to watch MLS, including my Which frustration. You just got married. That's what that means. It, 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 thank you. My wife listens to the show and I still will agree to that because it's not even that because I'm not able to watch Friday's match because I have family plans because we're playing on some random Friday and then we're playing on the Monday of the 4th of July, Wednesday and Saturday matches to match around. Like you said, Eddie, with that awesome whip around show that they need to get the guys that did the, whip around show for the U S open cup a couple weeks back. They need to get them. I don't I know was, if they'll get them from ESPN, but it would be great. What and I can it, say, go ahead. Sorry. It, it would just be great to have that. It's going to be a combination of the Manning cast and NFL Sunday, uh, NFL red zone, but no. it's going to be awesome to have that every Wednesday, every Saturday. Now, to, to kind Go of ahead, round it off, um, if those of you who don't like Evan Weston because you think he's a bit of a – he's not a homer enough, now we're getting new broadcast uh, crew, and uh, they're not going to be homers. So enjoy the miss Evan. enjoy the homerism that, that you are getting at this time. <laughs> and, and speaking of that, I still think they're also talking about original content. Uh-huh. There's going to be original content from each club. So I think we're still going to get the people we like. Yeah, fair enough. But look, I will say this. The last thing I want to say on this, we'll move on because we're going super long today, is um, is that there's uh, MLS has no excuse now. They're, they're getting swanky. They're going to get coverage. They're getting attention. They cannot blow it. ESPN, sometimes it's just in the peripheral. You, you'd have to watch like, you know, JV, women's JV, community college softball to find the like, you know, to find the, the, you know, Columbus crew versus like the Red Bulls or something just to get to it. So there's no more excuse for that. They better the league needs to put up good content put some money into the content do a good job because i i don't see how how we're gonna get a better opportunity after this to really make an imprint and grow as a sport in this country so there's no no excuse um now with that let's go ahead and just do a quick uh, preview versus cincinnati away at cincinnati this friday known as short short week cincinnati beat us already before they've added some they've added a dp in the midfield who's playing well Vasquez is near the top of the charts in the, the scoring and the golden boot. How do you think we're going to fare uh, with you, Alex, quickly? How do you think we fare against Cincy? Alex, quickly, um, this is going to be a 3-1 match. And I think Carl's going to get another brace and Benji's going to get a goal. Okay, Kyle? Uh, I think we see a lot of rotation with the Open Cup match uh, kind of soon after. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think a one one zero poppy special. Okay, that's that's optimistic. Now, given our our road form, uh, I, I think 
I, I want to give us a little bit of a bonus for that. So I'm going to say one, one Vasquez gets us again. And then we get a goal from, I don't know, another defender. That's what we seem to do. Got seven goals from defenders so far. So we give a goal to another defender, the one, one, um, all-star guys vote. I don't, uh, we're not going to do, we don't really have time. We'll, we'll skip that for now. The, the best 11. OC. Yeah. Just like uh, I personally all you, you do a couple, do a couple ballots. You, you, um, you can't do it on OC. Like just to show, what I was talking about earlier for attacking mid, Orlando, Orlando City has no attacking mid in both spots. So you can't pick full Orlando City. Hey, you can only do 10 quick, out of 11. Quick question. We'll do a lightning. Uh, if you could pick one player that you think deserves an all-star spot, who is it? From Orlando City? From Orlando? Yeah. yeah, yeah Orlando City. Mauricio. Okay. That's my opinion. Alex? Mauricio Joao. Pedro. I say Mauricio Pedro, Joao. Pedro Cara. Mauricio. I think Paige has had, I think this is his worst year with us probably. And yeah. so I think Jansen and Mauricio one and two and then Joao. I think it's a makeup year for all the times he's been left out before, but that's just. <laughs> well, he made it last year. So that's like, yeah. And so who, who would you pick Mauricio? I think Joe and Mauricio. Yeah. 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 It's a two, I would say. Um, good. And then, uh, so yeah, just vote, vote in that in Orlando city license plates. I feel like I paid for it already and I filled it out like 17 times. I'm not sure how many license plates I'm getting, if any, but there's only 350 to go to make it official. Please do and, it. I've and, said and it in the it. past. I'm the guy yes. that went to the DMV and paid for this before. Yes. I'm not I didn't a go to season the, ticket holder, but I paid for this. Please I didn't go to the it. DMV in person. Cause I'm not 87 years old like Alex. So I did, online but uh, I'm i pretty, pretty sure you're older than me but okay. <laughs> in spirit you have more um, hair but that's just true but yeah so that well, with that we'll, we we did no shout outs did anyone have a specific quick shout out we've not we i'm pretty sure i'm not sure how long we've gone it's felt like a long time hey it's yeah. kyle kyle's on the show give him a shout out yeah kyle, you got him, specific shout out? Yeah, my give shout him cleon shout out the Tampa Bay Lightning. I need them to win one more game so i can go to game six. Oh, that'd be epic so i have three peaks go bolts I have tickets to game six, but they need to win one more for me to be able to go. There is a game six. So, oh, yeah. Hey, they play go. tomorrow night. Let's go. Yeah, it's good. It's two to one right now. The Avalanche, the Lightning won the last match, uh, last game convincingly, right? Six to two. So maybe they figure something out that they could win it and Kyle could enjoy that. Those tickets he invested in, right? The, the game six. So go boats, go boats. Um, hopefully uh, the fan base here can, can be as good as the Tampa one eventually. Um, Cause that, that, that place is rocking, man. It's that must, those tickets must've been hard to get. So with that being said, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We'll try to do a pod before the next open cup match. If not um, Friday or Cincinnati and Wednesday, Nashville at home for the open cup. Have a great day. Dave, I'm Orlando. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.